When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These all-star Real Housewives are causing all-out chaos. The party now! Brand new series, The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, is now streaming. And it's only on HeyU. Try for free at HeyU.com. Only €5.99 per month after 30 days unless cancelled. Terms and conditions apply. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Welcome, everyone, back to 21st Century Football, where over the next couple of weeks we are talking about all the Euros all of the time. And this time, it's Euro 2008, which I'm going to say is the worst Euros in my lifetime. So strap yourself in for 25 minutes of content. Joining me today is a new person to the podcast, a friend of mine, a father figure, Jay Motti, the biggest Man United fan in the world, safe proclaimed. Is that true? <laughs> That's the best intro everyone's given. The most accurate intro everyone's ever given as well. You're right on all fronts there. Uh, we are. You are a friend of mine and former assistant manager as well to me. We did. We, you know, our coaching career is legendary <laughs> in the uh, Manchester Business League. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that will be an episode on its own. Um, Adam Brown, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm so ready for the Euros now. Yeah, um, but I've got my little retro England shirt on today nice. as well. So. Two thousand and eight. Where what, where were you in the world? Uh, you loved it. You loved saying how old I am. Oh, actually, true. Oh, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just me today. Actually, yeah, I was very, very youthful <laughs> back in two thousand eight. Now, where was I? What was I doing? Must have been probably at uni. Actually, yeah, must have been in like second year at uni or something like that. But what a shame, really. Euro two thousand eight for reasons we'll get into later in the episode. It wasn't really a Euros that you could properly get your teeth into. I don't think. But no, definitely not. yeah, how old were you, Will? It's just time for you to say. I now. was. Um, I was thinking actually, I was sixteen, but it was like the worst time because I, I couldn't go out and drink, and then I was like, thought I was too old to just chill down the park, so I just got depressed. Chill down the park. Um, <laughs> chill down the park. What <laughs> made it even worse? Um, Jay, what were you doing? Um, well, I, I was at uni, but I was a mature student, right, so okay. <laughs> I was 28. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't graduate till I was there. That's all right. But yeah, um, I've been told I can't talk too much about United, but I was basking in the glory of our Champions League win uh, in 2008. So that softened the blow of having no England in the uh, in the Euros. That's the last we'll hear of that as well. Yeah, um, to start enough. the show, we revisit your old friend of mine, Wikipedia. And we've got some introductions to the tournament. What have you got, Adam? So, Euro 2008, it was the 13th uh, UEFA European Championship. It took place in Austria and Switzerland. Uh, both hosted the tournament for the first time. And it was from the 7th to the 29th of June, obviously back in 2008. So, yeah, there's a little bit of little facts for you there, Will. Jay, you've got the teams. Yes, the teams, and it's uh, quite a mix. Uh, you had Greece, Holland, Croatia, Italy, Czech Republic, Sweden, Romania, Germany, Portugal, Spain, Poland, France, Turkey, and Russia. I was just looking at that as well. They don't do it anymore, do they? But because Greece automatically qualified, but I don't think you get that anymore. Do you, do you not? Well, if you win it, you don't. You not through. I don't know. Is it just because right. Greece stand out? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, well, I don't feel like they do it. They anymore. were the reigning champions, weren't they? But obviously, yeah. four years passed, and that Greece team from 2004, they had quite a lot of older players, didn't they, in that squad? And obviously, uh, yeah, and, and you won't get host nation qualification now because of the way the tournament spread across the whole of Europe. Well, um, yeah. But no free passes, mate. 
No, no free, free passes. passes. You've got to earn your spot. That's what you've got to do. And um, before we get into the tournament, um, as three proud Englishmen, um, I don't know why I said it like that. It sounds a bit Brexit, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but, um, obviously, we didn't get to the tournament. There was a rainy night down at Wembley where we just needed to beat Croatia. Yeah. We get a draw against Croatia. Uh, we didn't do it. Wally from the Brolly was born. Wally with the Wally from the Brolly, so his album actually, but Wally with the Brolly. <laughs> Um, but Ad, you've got the team that started that day. Well, to... yeah, these, you know, people look back at this and they often look at that team on that night. Um, obviously, the umbrella was there. He had a coffee as well, which I thought was unbelievably laid back. Yeah, do you remember? He's he, chilling. He was, do you know what I mean? Yeah, was, I've just what? got this game, then I've got to go and do something else. I just remember that image of it as we were crashing out of the Euros. He had a coffee. I was like, that's so. <laughs> that is, yeah. That's the audacity of that. Like, yeah, you're getting beat here, Steve. Yeah, have got a latte. You just bring yeah. it in for me. Yeah, nice one. So, yeah, the team that night, I mean, listen, Scott Carson was in goal. That was a big call. I remember that one, wasn't it? Was, he it, dropped, was, was it David James that he dropped? I think Paul Robinson might have been around right. at the time as but well. But it was, Carson hadn't played much. No. And it was like, that was a was surprise. Was the campaign where Robinson did the kick in Croatia where, you know, he missed Yes. Yeah. I think that yeah, was think, yeah. Yeah. knowledge. So, that's what it was. Yes. And I think there was, there was question marks of it, which I don't think there should have been really. I don't think he'd put done much wrong for England before that really I think he played in 2006 I think he was our first choice keeper in 2006 I think you're right yeah and then obviously he made that mistake and they were like right well he can't play in such a crucial game so let's call in Scott Carter who's never really played no. before so he was, and, and he had a bit of a stinker did, did he for the yeah. first goal and, and, and you know you can't throw someone in with that, that you know not much experience no. uh, Richards played at right back um, we had Saul Campbell and Julian Lescott and Wayne Bridge to complete the back four you're back. smirking here now no, I just, I, no, 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 I just, I, just, I mean, you, you, there must have been a hell of a lot of injuries. That's all I can think of. When where, we had where about? Bats, well, centre back, you'd think. Well, Ashley Cole was on the bench. Where, where this, was Rio? This is exactly. I don't know. This is the thing, right? Where this was is, Rio? You this know. is the issue I have with this 2008. I know you said I can't make it up about United, but it's not just about United. Hey, you do what you want, mate. Right? Because of the Champions League final that year in Moscow, you had Chelsea versus United, and you had an English right back. Wes Brown, you had an English left-back, Ashley Cole, you had two English centre-backs, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, you had a midfield of Michael Carrick, Frank Lampard, Owen Hargreaves, Paul Scholes, Joe Cole, you had a striker in Wayne Rooney. Now, I think Rooney might have been out, for, I think he was suspended, if you'll know. Yeah, I, I, yeah other, other than that, basically, you could have made up a team of players, not just who got to the Champions League final, in some cases, won it, but we're at, almost at, at their peak, and... Steve McLaren's decided to do something completely different. I mean, and it, it's not just the back four, really. Uh, then he's got uh, Sean Wright Phillips started and Beckham came on. Sean Wright Phillips. <laughs> bold, bold move. Uh, Gerard Gareth Barry, who was subbed off for Jermaine Defoe on the 46th minute. Uh, Lampard, Joe Cole, who came off and <laughs> Darren Bent came on in the 80th minute. And then um, Peter Crouch up front, unused subs, David James, Ashley Cole, Wes Brown and Owen Hargreaves. I mean, I mean why is Ashley Cole, Wes Brown and Owen Hargreaves yeah. all on the bench and David James. It like, made, he clearly would have been better than Carson, surely. It didn't make any sense. And I remember what my overriding memory of that game was at, the, at one point, it looked like we had six strikers just running around aimlessly, desperately trying to get a goal with no sort of plan or cohesion. And it was like you were saying there, uh, well, with him just in his brolly, just looking like an idiot. I mean, do you it think... painful. Like you said, Will, at the start, this tournament for you, worst Euros in living memory, is that purely because England weren't there? I felt less invested, definitely. Oh, yeah. Because I think, well, we've been lucky, haven't we? It's just synonymous when it gets to, to summer and you get a English team in a major tournament. And I think I went into it with the, you know, 
bright ambitions to be like, oh, I'm going to support uh, Austria, you know, again. Yeah. And then after 30 minutes, it's, you know, it's down the pan in it and you're yeah. just ready for the Premier League. It's not quite the same pitching to your mates to have a barbecue round at yours while you watch Switzerland versus Czech Republic, is it? It's not, nah. you know what I mean? It's well, not, if Jan Collis playing. Well, yeah, maybe, but you know what I mean? There's not as much enthusiasm, is there, when you, for your mates for, when you want to have a little party. When you're trying to get the family tree out and see if you've got any like Austrian heresies <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. there. Yeah, actually, I'm sort of part Austrian, so this is why I've got all these Austrian flags and I'm really, you know, I, yeah. I cared about this one. Um, should we start with Group A? That contained Portugal, Turkey, Czech Republic, and Switzerland. Um, any any real highlights for anyone? Anyone? You know, <laughs> we got a, we got a younger Cristiano Ronaldo there, uh, a, a prime Deco, a slaphead Jan Collar still knocking it in. Well, one of the one of the games in Group A, which um, I'd watched back a couple of highlights, Portugal and Czech Republic. Just excite, just an exciting game. But Czech Republic always bring like element of excitement. Yeah, to the Euros, it's weird, they? isn't it? Like sort of under the radar, almost. You forget that Czech Republic do seem to do quite well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but the you Euros. don't know what they, so they have a few results in them, don't they? And you don't know what to expect with them. Like they could be terrible, or they could just come and play some unbelievable football. So them against Portugal, like you said, Will, with Ronaldo there as well, um, he scored in that game. Deco was another player who was kind of, you know, it probably gone slightly past his peak or he was around his peak at that time wasn't he that probably his Chelsea era wasn't it around yeah there. yeah so you know they, they had that team where they had a really good sort of nucleus of players Portugal and they're playing some exciting football yeah you know obviously Ronaldo had that fantastic season that he ended up winning, winning the Ballon d'Or and he scored 40 odd goals and he felt like maybe he can carry them all away especially after 2004 because you know, to lose to Greece in Portugal was pretty drastic, wasn't it so everyone, I think everyone fancied him for this one well, I think a lot of the maybe the, the so-called smaller teams probably you know, looked at what Greece did four years earlier and thought, well, you know what, why not? Why, 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 why can't <laughs> yeah, we do it? Just, why can't we? Why can't we do just it? Just defend our way for 90 minutes and get the free kicks and then that's how you do it. Isn't exactly, it? Why, why not? I think one thing is a neutral going into every major tournament. You always want the host nations to sort of do well. Um, well you know, depending on the country again. So let's go a bit more Brexit. Um, <laughs> in this tournament, we wanted Switzerland to do well. They went out. Um, group B, Croatia, Germany, Austria, Poland. Austria went out. Oh. Um, the, the old arch, the the, the the old arch enemy Germany is right. more of an English thing, isn't it? Because um, don't want to do a big name drop here, but I was actually speaking to Diddy Haman the other day. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. What in person? Uh, on Zoom. All right, okay. Um, not too bad. And I asked him because you know I think as English people, everyone always thinks you know, Germany, England's the biggest. But for them, he, he ranked it like I think it was number three or four. He put really? Argentina first. No, Holland first, then Argentina, and then sort of England was in and around. That's, really? That's yeah. Deflating, isn't it? They don't even look at us as right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we make such yeah. a song and dance about Germany, and they're like, yeah, I mean, you're, all, yeah, you're probably the third most important <laughs> team to, that we face. You're like, really? They're not even into it. Yeah, they don't care it. enough. Can't even they? get that. <laughs> um, but Germany did go through. Um, and we probably hated that. Um, in well, group, they got beat by Croatia. Croatia had an absolute stormer of a, of a group stage. They won all three games. Yes. But I remember, was it Olic was it, who played for, was it Bayern Munich, I think, for a yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, unbelievable yeah. in that tournament. He was quality. Um, yeah, so Croatia, you know, I suppose it's not just down to Steve McLaren's dodgy lineup. We could argue that they were amazing. Yeah, no one was going to beat him. No one, they were unbeatable. <laughs> that, that's, why, that's why we didn't get qualified. Yeah, not his fault. Oh, yeah. of Germany, our old enemy. Uh, group C was um, France, Romania, Italy, Netherlands. Now, the big shock in this one, gents. France finished bottom with one point and a minus five goal difference. That stinks. Is this, is this still the Raymond Dominic era? At this point, I believe so because then yeah. 2010 was when it all booted off yeah, with an Elka. He like was 
without being too sort of harsh on him, was off no, his head, on. wasn't he? Like, yeah. this was a guy that... That's too harsh. He, I mean, he said he picked players based on their star signs for stars. I won't have a Scorpio in defence. No, a Leo in yeah, defence. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, not having yeah, two yeah. Scorpios up front. You think I'm mad? <laughs> and it's like, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, fair enough if you believe that and you're going to do it, but don't say it. Yeah. Just don't just yeah. pretend you've dropped them for the, the footballing ability, not because of what month they were born in. It's just, it doesn't bode well for you. So this was like the, the, the sort of, yeah, it all was in decline when after the 2006 final in the, the World Cup, yeah. where the players apparently had sort of taken over from him and said, we'll handle this, the likes of Zidane and Saram and the rest of it. And then they had an absolute stinker in here and it just, like you said, it just went well west in it in the 2010 World Cup. It's weird though, isn't it? Because sometimes you get like... Um you know, teams where they they need a really bad tournament to kind of make them wake up a little bit and have that reset moment. Obviously, Germany did it, didn't they, as well? You know, I think it was, was it 2000, I think, was it when they went bottom of the group, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and we they, beat them, that's how bad they were. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So they had yeah, their okay. reset, reset moment. They started really kind of investing in like the, like the yeah. youth and, you know, they kind of brought a lot of the under 21 players through and stuff. And I think for, for France, that was their kind of reset moment where, you know, tournaments after that we started seeing a lot of the old guard being kind of phased out yeah phased out and stuff and yeah some you know sometimes it needs a bad tournament on it for him to and to they, they do it well when they do a bad tournament they don't just like lose some matches yeah. they like send players home early the coach quits halfway through the tournament that's brought back in it's like a proper meltdown which you know <laughs> if you're gonna do it do it right so that, go on, the then. Netherlands as well, Will, in this, the, the the classic Netherlands where they get you excited for a bit. And <laughs> yeah. think, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. it's happening. This is this is their year. It's their tournament. <laughs> well, even the goal scorers, Van Nistelrooy, Van Persie, Iron Robin, Wesley Snyder, Dirk Kout, little cheeky Jan uh, Van Huntelaar in there as well. Uh, they finished top with nine points. Italy finished second only with four points. And yeah, like we said, France finished bottom based on the star I signs. Mean- those are wins as well, aren't they? Like three nil against yeah. Italy, four one against France. Do you know what I mean? You're proper setting your stall out there, aren't you? It's not like you're just sort of scraping through, you know. Every time though, I I watch it and every tournament, my dad will go. Tell you what, fancy <laughs> fancy Netherlands in this tournament. Wow, you know what I mean, like the first game, they'll do something amazing. I mean, yeah, they did it in the um, was it twenty. 20- Ten, not it's 20, the 20, 20, yeah, goal. the Van Persie. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, game yeah, as well, yeah. funnily enough. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was there over Where in Brazil. That? In Brazil, and yeah, um, yeah I went to, a holiday. You know, we just went to the World Cup like, with my mates. Oh. And, um, yeah, da- Daily Blinds. Yeah, I got a ticket yeah. like literally two minutes for that game and, and seeing that Van Persie goal, it was mint. And then everyone's like, oh, this is it now. Like you say, like uh, every your dad, time, mate. this every is time. it. Put your money it. on him. He loves it. He goes, I'll tell you, I fancy for the Euros after watching one game. Never guess. I will. You say every every single time. Netherlands. Tell you, we've got some great players. Just back to the the, the French thing with uh, Raymond Dominic. If you had to pick a team based on something like that, what would you? What would be your sort of um, your filter to pick them? So that's that's star that's, signs, right? Not star signs. Um, I'd do mine based on. Um, I'd make them all fill in a three course meal, like come dine with me, and then I'd pick. Oh, the, you, uh, yeah. no name. Pick the pick the squad like that. What, and judge them off the food choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you judge oh, harshly? Like their choice, or they'd cook for you. So I'd give, I'd give, <laughs> like, I'd like, give a pool of thirty-five people, yeah. uh, start a main mm. and a pudding, but just write it down. Don't cook for me, and then I'd pick the squad based. I on hope that. you'd announce it like that. Come down with me, guy. Well done, you've won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope it makes <laughs> you very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you judge harshly? Someone's gone for a fish course main. You're like, right, you forget it. You're not going on the plane. Well, I, I, well, I had food poisoning <laughs> last week when. Um, it was coming out of both ends and right. I don't really know if it was based on, on I had my first muscle so if anyone puts that as a start really? they're done that's it they're out <laughs> so go, going forward if I am mm. ever in charge of the England national side and that's... that is yeah just avoid the muscle okay group Good D um, contained Spain, Russia, Sweden and Greece so the 2004 winners 
Well, it was just a dream. Uh, they went out, bottom, no points. And then let's get into this Spain side. Because spoiler alert, they do go pretty far in this tournament. All right, don't they? Yeah, this is it, isn't it? This is the beginning of the the dominance, really, of, of Spain. Six years of dominance? Yeah, was it? It was, wasn't it? Um, and they were just like, just unplayable, really, weren't they? You can see the, like, the results battering Russia. Um Beating Sweden as well, Ibrahimovic, Sweden. Ninety second uh, winner, David Villa. That's what I mean. I forget, mean, sure, forget how like world class and elite David Villa was. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he was one, and he's, it's weird because I think with Spain, everyone just focuses on the midfielders all the time, don't they? They go, oh, you know, you look at that midfield. You got Xavi, you got Fabregas, it's just oh, Iniesta. It's that midfield. You know, sometimes they don't even play a striker; they don't need one. And then you got the players like David Villa, and I think Torres as well, who had a good record for Spain. Mm. He was banging in goals and winning tournaments. You're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> mm. like... But David Villa's always been, you know, he was um, a victim of like other players around him taking all the yeah. limelight. Because obviously when he was at Barcelona as well, he was surrounded by unbelievable players. Then at Spain, like Jay said, it was all Xavi and Iniesta. That's what people yeah. focused on all the time. So he's kind of maybe done a bit of a disservice, really. He was absolutely on fire, wasn't he, really? He, he just was. put any chance away. We just want to give a quick shout out to Greece who managed to score one goal. <laughs> Garisteas wow. scored it, the man who fired him to success four years earlier. How'd you go from that to that? I, I think they're still celebrating. Four years later, yeah, still, still in party mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> still loving it. Hey, look at it again, me. <laughs> um, so that meant, yeah, Greece went home, Sweden went home, and Spain and Russia advanced. And then we got down to the final eight uh, and the first quarter final, which I did watch um, during the research that I did do was um, Portugal, Germany. Portugal 2, Germany 3. An absolute ding-dong. Not a derby. Um, anyone got another good D word? Um, duel? Um, ding-dong. Oh, ding-dong, yeah. Oh, yeah. ding-dong yeah. duel. Yeah, he's done it now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Nuno Gomez, Postiga, <laughs> Schweinsteiger. Closer, Balak. I mean, that's some nostalgic names reeling off there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's just typical, isn't it? Because you just think, oh, there you go, Portugal, this is there, yeah, they're going to do it now. And then Germany's just like, no, same old Germany, just do what they need to do and get through. And just that calmness on. about that, do you know what I mean? That win, like you just think they wouldn't have been panicking. No. Like, just no. get it done. Balak, just one of them, he'd pop up with a goal like that. And I think Portugal scorers, Nuno Gomez and Postiga, I swear they, I don't, they've been in every tournament since like 94. Yeah. Like, you know, I was, like, Nuno Gomez seemed to be around for years. Yeah. And held a prestige because he got that move to Spurs, didn't yeah. he? And he was just absolutely pants. And remember Paulinho yeah. as well. So where there's, he... a, there's a few like that though. Portugal have done well for the the, the, the country, yeah. Like either and that, and just not done that yeah. much yeah. club wise. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like well travelled sort of players. Bruno Alves, that centre back, who was about fifty. Uh, he's yeah. still, I, he's probably still, but he's probably playing the yeah, Euros this year. <laughs> I bet you he's there. He's in every the single squad. squad. Need him around the squad. <laughs> um, Croatia qualifying, so then proving Steve McLaren, you know, had a tough a tough gig. And then a king was born in Russia because Arshavin, this is when I feel like oh, we got yeah. introduced to Andre Arshavin, who had, you know, the, the kids say the streets will never forget. He had sort of one of those seasons for Arsenal, didn't he? When he when he came to the Prem after this. He, he'd been playing, where, where, what team did he play for in Russia? He'd been playing there and he had an amazing season. I think they did quite well in the Champions League, didn't right. he? I think. And he was like, there was a lot of hype around him going into this tournament. And... He, he was quality, wasn't he? Like, yeah. I think he's one of them that when he came to the Premier League, he never quite lived it, up to that. It's just that game, Anfield, for me. That four-goal game. <laughs> I can't literally can't yeah. remember him doing yeah. anything no, else in that an Arsenal one, shirt. He was at the Emirates and he's like, weaves and he's way through and then he's right on the touchline and he managed to 
time on top oh, corner. So he did nice. do that as well, right, Jason. Sorry. And I they got uh, Pavlochenko as well. Obviously, he was uh, he he ended up playing and he scored actually against Netherlands. Pavlochenko actually broke my heart. Actually, it was the score of the final goal for Spurs that sent Birmingham down to oh, the, the championship in the Premier League. Because big, I was watching Gillette Soccer Saturday and Jeff went, "There's been a goal at White Hart Lane. But which way is it gone?" And it was Pavlochenko. You joking? We got relegated and we still haven't gone up since. Right, we're just going to pause here, have a little ad break, then we'll be back. Hello. Um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We'll do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do I? your voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello, I'm Joe Marler. People think I hate people, but I don't. <laughs> I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marler Show. Joe Marler Show. With new episodes every Wednesday. This season, Live Score is the only place where you can watch every single UEFA Champions League game for free. That means more goals, more unforgettable drama, more end-to-end action. And whether you're watching on your phone or tablet or casting to your TV, the free Live Score app gives you even more ways to watch. Live Score, the new home of the UEFA Champions League. It's more than a score. Download now on the App Store or Google Play. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus visit gamblingcare.ie. In the final quarterfinal, Spain played Italy. It was nil-nil. But the Spanish won on penalties. And then we got down to the semi-finals. Germany three, Turkey two. So what I said about Croatia going through I was, yeah. <laughs> was wrong. And that's exactly why Steve didn't keep his job, Jay. So just be, make sure you do your research, pal, before you go into it. All right. Um, <laughs> It was a shit tournament. Um, and Spain beat Russia 3 0. Uh, Didn't want to win it anyway. Exactly. Didn't want to win it. Germany lost in the final, so I was there celebrating the old enemy. Um, but yeah, no, the, the final was a bit of a. Fernando Torres as well, and Ad will know this. Um, I actually had to sit. We've done an episode on Torres. Yeah. And one of the worst documentaries you've ever seen of all time. The Torres one? Really? Why? Well, it's just an hour and a half. I think it's an hour and 45, hour and 50. Yeah. Um, and there's some people that haven't got that much duration and, and they're a bit better than Torres. Um, but I mean, it talks about this sort of period as well because was he just coming off the back of... Was he in his prime at Liverpool here? He, he went... The, the, the sort of the, the season that stands out for me for Liverpool was the 08-09 season where they came second. Got you. And he just wouldn't stop scoring. Right. He was like... Cause I, was, I know you don't like to make it about United. No, it's fine. Humour me. Um, it looks at one point like he was going to... They were going to win the title. You know, it was us and them necking at United and Liverpool and he just was scoring every week. And you're like, oh, this is going to so be one of them. He must have been coming off... That was off the back of this tournament. Yeah, yeah. On it, um, so. He'd been at Atletico, been banging him in. Hadn't been quite... Prolific, prolific. Scored yeah. a lot of goals, but not like, you know, ridiculous amounts. Then went to Liverpool and was just scoring constantly. And you thought, oh, hang on. So, yeah, 
this was yeah i think you could argue that around 0809 is his prime yeah in the obviously the last stage of this will like listen i'm not going to blame you for not realizing croatia didn't get through because well i literally got it on a sheet in front of yeah, you but actually so yeah, no to be fair, yeah there is no that excuse. is a bit of a stretch uh, no but <laughs> It's weird because certain, especially knockout stages, I have hardly any recollection of some of them. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember obviously the final, but then you think back to yourself, Germany didn't. It, they got to so many finals, yeah. like like two thousand and two World Cup. Like there's just, a thing about Michael yeah. Ballack, isn't there? He was always yeah. uh, I, I'm not going to say a bad omen because he they wouldn't have got there, but I think he lost. The two semi, the final, and the semi-finals, and the the final with Germany. Then there's numerous Champions League ones as well. Well, he lost he lost two finals, and then he that's that's. Summer. Yeah. Do you want to make it about United? <laughs> I'm just saying. Do you want to make no, it about United? Like, <laughs> that's not a good six weeks, that, is it? No. Oh, but imagine that, yeah. You just think to yourself, Germany, like, and they weren't particularly outstanding in that tournament, but you think they've got to the final again. This is it. It's, it's, it is annoying because, like got- you say, in 2002... They, they, they had a quite an easy route, but they got there. Yeah, and because in 2000, there. obviously in Euros, they got knocked out, and then it was only two years later they're meant to be in that rebuild. They got to the final <laughs> at the start of the rebuild. It's, it's just ridiculous. Right. So that, that's it was a classic kind of Germany of this era as well to get to that final. But Spain ultimately had just a bit too much quality from, didn't they? But I feel like Germany are like almost like the perfect tournament team, and even going through that lineup, then you got like Miroslav Klose, who's to all intensive purposes at club level, just like a good striker. But when it comes yeah, to a major yeah. tournament, it's just something changes and he switches on. And then obviously that back four on Philip Lahm was at his peak at that time and Schweinsteiger. Um, but they lost to, to the start of this Spanish dominance. Six years of winning a Euros, a World Cup and another Euros is remarkable, isn't it? It is. And I quite liked it early on Spain as well. Yeah. When it was still like, <laughs> everyone wasn't like, yeah. just oh, Spain will just win this. They'll just, they'll just this was tick the first... attack it away for everything. This was like when tick attack was relatively new. People were excited. This was, it was Aragonis, the, the manager wasn't Del Bosque, was it? And it was like, oh, you know, Spain, I tell you what, Spain might do all right. And then, mm. then after like after this, it was like, Spain will win this game. Yeah. Spain will win this one. Um, Favourite player of the tournament, gents? Oh, now you're asking. Um, I'll put my cards on the table. Well, Andre Oshavin. Ooh. Oh, oh, just because going back, that's that was sort of. I think this was probably the final tournament that you could watch a tournament and still like really discover someone new because mm. you knew about Arshavin, but when you you know get to watch him play, I mean, and now you can literally type anything into YouTube and get it up. But well, I mean, to have Russia and Turkey both in the semi-finals was you know, nice, probably unexpected, it? and and it's nice to always discover a, a player in a tournament like that. It, it's great. I, nice I to mean, have those teams as well, isn't it? Where you like you know like the Ajax team of the Champions League, you never forget the starting lineup. Please don't ask me to recite. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, he was right back. Um, no, I think for me, it might, it's probably have to be a, either a, a Spain player, maybe a, a David Villa, oh, maybe something it. like that. That was or, my goal-to guy. I remember well, Schweinsteiger had a really good tournament as well did, for Germany. He? he was quality. He was like, he was that sort of, he was controlling the game for him really for, for Germany. I remember him having a really, really good tournament. So yeah, I, I'll go Schweinsteiger then, Jay, if you want to have. Oh, I can I have Villa then? Yeah. No, you can yeah. Have Villa. So it's not just all about the Spanish midfielders. Eh? Um, and then I just want an iconic moment from the tournament. Is there anything, you know, that we've already spoke about or that's I mean we are struggling. <laughs> let's let's let should we just put the nail in the coffin and say Euro two thousand and eight, thanks for happening, but you know, we don't really want to talk to you about for another four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Is that right? I mean iconic moment. All right. Well, why don't we do this is like a a shared one. I think it was you know 
seeing the, the sort of the genesis of that sp- Spanish team. I like that. Yeah, do you That's know what a I mean? Nice guy, free. I don't know. Nicely done there. I don't know. As a sixteen-year-old, I'd have had that sort of you know foresight. To yeah, go. I'm witnessing something special here. I know you were chilling at the park. Go. Tell you what, that Spanish team was going to dominate for years. That's what you were doing. This is the ethos of something good to happen. This is. Uh, gents, thank you very much for chatting about Euro 2008. Jay, did you enjoy it? I, it's, I'm like you guys. I mean, obviously, I was a little older than you and I wasn't sitting in parks, otherwise I'd have been in trouble. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, it, it's one of those where I've sort of got a passing memory of it because yeah. there wasn't that thing. And, and yeah, it's just sort of like you were saying, that the overriding memory is, you know, Spain just became this, this team that just started to dominate and do, dominate matches in just a way we'd not really seen before. From teams because you've seen a lot of international football have been tight, it been end to end. Spain just started just brushing teams aside, didn't they? It's bad, that isn't it? You should be allowed as a 30 year old man to sit in a park and it not be creepy. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I can know I've got kids, but it would have been a bit different now. Yeah, why? I'm gonna chill down the park. Um, Ad, you enjoyed yourself? <laughs> yeah, loved it, mate. Loved it. I mean, as Jay said, 2008, it was, it was, it's not the one that you would want to follow, you know, really, really intensely, I don't think, uh, just because England aren't there, but. I think you had a, you, it's a quiet appreciation of that Spanish team. I think um, before they went on to dominate everything and started getting a bit too predictable. But you know, the, the, to see the start of that Spanish team and they almost had that settled start in eleven, yeah. which is hard to get at a national level, isn't it? Really, it became almost you could name the, the team. You know, every it's, single tournament. The, the good thing is as well about this one is they were slightly unknown because this wasn't the the, the area yet of the Barcelona dominance. So. The next time you've got Barcelona in back-to-back That's, trebles yeah, yeah. or mm. stuff or whatever, or two trebles in three years, you've got like Xavi and Yester just being unplayable. You've got like the likes of Fabregas and other players where you go, oh, you know what, we know what we're in for here. This was like, wow, these these guys are blowing everyone away where you weren't expecting it. Mm. Uh, a few lessons we've learned today. Andre Arshavin probably should have done more. Um, Bruno Alves is here to stay and, you know, you should be allowed to go to a park if you want to single or not with kids or without um, there we have it we've got to chat about Euro 2008 winners were Spain let's go on to the next tournament I'll give you a clue it's 2012 thanks Jay Motti <laughs> good to be here good Th- to be here with you thank you Adam Brown cheers mate uh, we'll see you next week for Euro 2012 it sound right boy 